Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Nikki Shefchik, it is so lovely to have you here on This Can't Be That Hard. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm good. Um, At the end of 2020, I had sort of put out the call that during January, I was looking for people who were going to, you know, who had plans in January to do sort of bigger goal setting things. And, and then I wanted to feature some of those people in the mini mentoring segments for January, because I know that this is a time of year when a lot of people are doing that sort of thing. And so hopefully, you know, the, those topics can be useful to you and then to, to other people as well. And in particular, I got really inundated with a lot of requests to talk about marketing and creating a marketing plan. So I had to turn some people down (laughs) because I figured we couldn't have the same conversation over and over again. And they're always a little bit different. And if you were one of those people who reached out and and I wrote back and said, I'm overloaded with marketing, obviously listen to this, but also, you know, if your situation is different, ping me back. I'm more than happy to, to have these conversations with multiple people in multiple ways. Because I do know that these, all of these are nuanced and it depends on where you are and all that sort of stuff. But before I go too far down that road, I'm going to pull out my timer here. And Nikki, when I start this, I'm just going to have you jump in and kind of give me your specific thoughts and where you are and all that stuff. Sound good? Yes, that sounds great. All right. 15 minutes. You are good to go. Okay. Well, thanks so much for having me. I didn't realize that so many people have the same questions and I don't, I don't a hundred percent remember what I wrote, but I remember it being all about marketing. You know, even before I started a business, I have, I think I've always been so confused about marketing and you hear so many different things being a new photographer I get targeted with a lot of things on Facebook. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I need help with that. Or I need more clients. So I end up signing up for so many things and everyone has a different opinion about what to do. And so I just get very confused with it, but I'll kind of back up and and let you know where I'm at. So I started my business last March. I had one one (laughs) in-home newborn session and literally the next week, everything shut down. So definitely not a good time, but it was something that I had really wanted to do for a long time. Like it wasn't, I just jumped in. I knew it was something I wanted to start and pursue. So even though that happened, I'm still wanted to push through it and see what I could do. So I started by doing so shoot and burn doing model calls Mm -hmm. I did about four model calls last summer and that was really helpful I built up a portfolio I put those on my website and then from that and from my website I did get some bookings through the fall Mm -hmm. which was great but then kind of after that happened I was just thinking really like more long term like what my goals are and I want to get away from shoot and burn. I want to provide products for the people that I work with, whether that's in-person sales or virtual IPS. And yeah, so I struggled to book clients with shoot and burn. And so my concern is that 
I didn't have, I wasn't, didn't have a full calendar to begin with and I'm new and now I'm switching and I want to do IPS. And I, I feel like in my heart, that's where I really want to go. And that'll be a much better service and I will feel better at the end of it, but I don't know how to market to that client. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to reach them. I feel like I've done a little bit of a lot but I haven't really dived into one thing specific and I'm not really sure like what that one thing would even be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a lot. I know. It's no, a lot. no, no, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I, it is a lot, but it's yeah. also like, I totally get where you are Yeah. Um, or at least based on what you've told me, I get where you are. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. You started out with sort of a shoot and burn with model yes. calls, which is normal. So that's, yeah. that is fine. And now you're sort of looking to switch to in-person sales. It sounds like primarily because you want to provide a more full service experience. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And, 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 and stand out too. I feel like there are so many shoot and burn photographers around here. There really doesn't need to be another one. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I want to be like personally fulfilled doing this too. Yeah. And I feel if I do shoot and shoot and burn, I'm not going to be so yeah. fair. Yeah. And I think that in-person sales is honestly, I think it actually makes it easier to maintain client retention. Mm -hmm. So you're photographing mostly families. Did you Mm -hmm. say that? Yes. So it, it is, I think because it's more full service, it's harder for people. They get attached to you. You have more points of contact. You're not just seeing them when you're doing the session itself. And so there is sort of this attachment factor where then somebody has, there's an inertia thing where they're like, well, I can't go find somebody else. How are they going (laughs) to, and I would feel bad because Nikki and uh, we're such close friends now. On the other hand, like on your side, it is, there's a lot to that. And if you get locked in with a client that you don't love working with, it's that much harder to kind of break up with them, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I think the important thing, and this is true for marketing in literally any situation, like no matter who you're trying to market to, you have to be, the number one thing is you have to be extremely clear about who you're marketing to. And I think that this is a, this is a concept that's confusing, not just for new people. This is a concept that can be confusing for people along the course of their career, because a lot of the exercises that people will have you do to try and identify your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I mean, you can go download freebies from me that have these kinds of things where you're trying to identify like who that person is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but people get tripped up on it because they're like, well, it's not one particular Mm -hmm. person, or I don't know, I had this really good client and they were like this. And then I had another client that was also good, but for a totally different reason. And I don't want to market, I don't want my marketing to drive one or the other of them away. So how do I get to that level of specificity? But the reason for that exercise is, and, and to continually be like considering that exercise. And especially at this stage of your career, when you're, you know, the roster of people that you've worked with is relatively small. You don't have a giant Rolodex of people to kind of pick and choose the best you know, right. So it is kind of an imaginary exercise and you're trying to like, and it will feel like you are excluding people, but actually what happens is when you get really specific, you end up, I mean, there is no, especially if you're not thinking of a, an actual person that, you know, who's exactly Mm -hmm. like this thing, 
this avatar that you create, what you'll end up doing is creating a person who you will never meet, but who will, if you're messaging and your attempts to like connect with that person, you will end up connecting with a lot of people who share certain things with them. So let's say that the person that you create for yourself in your ideal category is, I don't know, lives in a, goes to a particular coffee shop, you know, Mm -hmm. in your whatever. And so you're trying to kind of, you either cross promote directly with that coffee shop, or you're thinking like, oh, okay, they go to this coffee shop and their kids go to this pediatrician that's two doors down and whatever. And you talk to the pediatrician and you do some sort of co-marketing thing with them. That you know, all of the different things on your list may not line up, but you, you'll end up connecting with someone who does go to that pediatrician's office who fits, you know, items four, 17 and 26 on your list of the descriptors. And the better that you get at this and what does happen over time, if you are very focused is that you're the people that you attract will become more and more sort of like what you want. And what you'll find is, excuse me, they drive a range of cars, they wear all kinds of different clothes, they shop at all different kinds of places, but there are certain things they have in common. And those things are, they value photographs and a certain kind of photographs of their kids. And those are, those are the things that you offer. And so that's like the core of what it is that they value. So I feel like I kind of got sidetracked on ideal client, but I do think it's really important to get super, super clear on that and then use that to be kind of the, like the launch pad for all of your marketing efforts. And then the other thing that I see, I think in your message to me that you sent, one of the things that you mentioned was that you have been working on building an email list. Is that right? Yes. And have you had any success with that? I mean, I've added, so not, I mean, not really, (laughs) I've added previous clients that have inquired with me and clients that I've worked with and that's about it. Okay, great. So So that's okay. It's actually a really long, slow journey oftentimes to add real numbers to your email list. Mm -hmm. However, I think what happens is a lot of people use that and they're like, well, I only have 10 people on my email list. Mm -hmm. So why would I email them? That's kind of ridiculous. Well, the people on your email list have no idea how many people are on your email list. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could have one person on there. And if you're emailing them once a month, you know, as far as they know, you're emailing a hundred people. I, I actually think that the best way to write an email is as though it's just to one person anyway, that sort of ideal avatar. But also when you're talking, you know, when you write to them, if you have email software that allows you to say, you know, hi, Jennifer, instead Mm -hmm. of just, Hey friend. I think, you know, we all know what that is. It's not like anybody is fooled into thinking that you're writing individually to them. But I do think that on some sort of subconscious level, it does feel like a connection, especially if what you're doing is taking the time to write like a really well thought out kind of connecting email. And those, so I bring email up. It's not the only vehicle for this, but I think one of the things that people get hung up on and again, this is at every stage of the game, but especially in the beginning is they want numbers. They want to see volume with like lots of people contacting them with inquiries and that sort of thing. And the truth of the matter is it's a lot more important that you're getting quality leads. I would, you know, I would prefer to have five really quality leads per month 
than 50 that I have to sift through and find five from the, there's an ego part of it. That's nice to have a lot of people contacting you. But when you, sometimes you see people out there who are like, oh, I had a hundred shoots this week and I'm so busy and da, da, da. And it's, well, what am I doing wrong? And the fact of the matter is, especially if you're aiming toward the high touch in-person sales, you know, your pricing is going to have to follow that and all of those sorts of things, you're not going to have, you're not going to have space. Honestly, you can be as, you can get as many inquiries as you want. You're only going to be able to take on maybe five or 10, you know, clients per month. So there is no point, And this is one of those things you have to like mentally remind yourself over and over again. There's no point in like building up an email list of 500 people. You'll never be able to serve them. So instead, as you slowly and you know, you had mentioned in your message, you were thinking of teaching a class or I can't remember what else you had mentioned a couple of ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go barking up the wrong tree. You talked about paid advertising, I think yeah. that you were considering. Mm-hmm. I think that in, I think paid advertising is a very tricky thing to do well for photography. If you have, if you want to build your email list, you could run some relatively cheap ads to build your email list. And that might be a good thing, but to try and get an actual client that's going to be your ideal client via a Facebook ad or something like that yeah. is going to be expensive and frustrating mm-hmm. 90 times out of a hundred. And I'm sure you'll get other people telling you that, but I think that there are, I think the, the nice thing about our business is that we really don't need a lot of clients. We don't need a huge volume. So the better thing to do is to focus on, you know, making personal connections, which is hard right now, but like Mm -hmm. getting in front of people, talking to local businesses and co-marketing opportunities. And I actually just recorded another one of these, and we were talking about that a little more, but those sort of human connections. And when you have the opportunity to like get to know people, not only is that going to get you kind of higher quality leads, if you will, but it's also going to be like a long, uh, a long game. I often tell the story of the, my, the client that has brought me the most money of all over the years. And I've worked with her for, I don't know, eight or 10 years. And I, she's putting one of my children through college for sure. Like (laughs) by far spent, has spent more with me than pretty much anybody else. But she found me because when she was pregnant with her first child, a midwife that I had worked with when I was a uh, labor and delivery nurse was like doing one of her checkups or something. And that topic came up and she mentioned my name. And I didn't, that had nothing to do with marketing, you know? And so people Mm -hmm. talk about word of mouth marketing and it's frustrating because you don't have a ton of control over it, but what you do have control over is, okay, great. So I'm going to put the words in people's mouths about who I am, what I do. And I'm going to be really clear about that. It's not just like I photograph kids. It's, oh, I, you know, I offer this really high touch, you know, experience. It's a boutique photography experience, but however you want to come up with that. And I would really spend some time working on your, so once you have your ideal customer kind of mapped out in your mind, then think, what are the words that would trigger that person to hire me? Like, how can I put into one or two sentences, like the pain point that they have and why they want to hire a photographer at all? 
and then how I solve that problem in kind of a unique way. And then you're going to just try and like pepper that in, in all kinds of places and then reinforce that as you end up with people on your list or as you end up just having conversations with people. But then, and I feel bad because I guess I'm in a rambly mood today. The, what I was trying to also get around to saying was you don't want to, if you're focused on bringing people in, but then you don't do anything with those people once they're in, that's a, it's a waste really of your effort. So the best thing that you can do is figure out a way where as soon as someone comes into your like ecosphere, mm-hmm. you find a way to connect with them regularly. Email, I think is kind of the easiest way to do that. And then, and then you do, <laughs> and you check in with them regularly. And let's say that you send 12 newsletters a year, you know, one a month, six of those should, they should all have some sort of call to action where they're, you're inviting them to do something. And it doesn't always have to be a session, but having them interact with your email is a good thing. And then, you know, you want to make sure you're giving them a lot of value and all that sort of stuff. But then six of those can say, you know, I'm booking sessions. I have three spots open this weekend or this weekend, and I'm looking, it's going to be a beautiful The weather looks beautiful and I have an opening that just came available or something like that. Give them the opportunity to pull the trigger because people need that incentive. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) I hope it helps. It does help. And I think just your points of, you know, I, being new, you just, you want to go out and shoot like all the time. Right. And like a lot of these things I'm learning, that's taking me a lot of time to really sink in is that it does take time Mm -hmm. and that it is some of those things might be slower where I'm like, I want to go, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's totally true. And the patience thing is really true. And I think, you know, we all talk about how competitive this industry is, Mm -hmm. but the truth is that it gets a lot less competitive once you get past like the three-year mark, because a lot of people don't have the patience to make it past that, or they are so impatient that they price themselves super unsustainably, or they are like chasing their tail in a way that they burn out and they're like, well, this isn't worth it. So then once you get, I mean, I, in my geographic area, I feel like I am a unicorn, you know, there's five of us who have been in the industry for more than 10 years. So, so then it's, I don't have to compete with anybody. I mean, there are plenty of people who don't hire me, but when they call me, they're not really questioning (laughs) anything about what I'm doing. So it, it does really change. So to start out with that mindset of, I have to just kind of keep doing the right thing and not setting myself up to fail and you'll get there. I did peek at your work and it's beautiful. So oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. 10% of the way there. Now you okay. just have 90% of business to worry about. <laughs> I, I tell my husband, I'm like, you know, you just like, you talked about comparison and I'm like, how do these, you know, you look at other people's work and I'm like, oh my gosh, like my, my work's way better than that. How come yeah. they're booking all these people? And yeah. so it's part of it is just kind of, yeah, I, I don't want to be comparing myself or I just, yeah, I, I feel like being more full service will set me apart as well. So it does. And also knowing what you want to offer. I mean, that's actually, it was one of the things that really stood out to me among these applications about mentoring is that 
it's sure we all like taking pictures and would love to do that for money, but really having a sense of this is the kind of service that I want to offer that just by itself sets you apart. So I would, you know, I would nurture things like that and lean into those things because they will, they will set you apart. It just takes time to make those connections. And then when you do, you just hold on to them. All right. Well, it was really nice to chat with you. Sorry, we went a little bit over. Oh, no, that's fine. Thank you Um, so much. Yeah, of course. Good luck and congratulations on your almost one year anniversary. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a great day, Nikki. Okay, thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.